as we were praying before this episode, I was thinking about how it is such a gift to, one, be able to interact and communicate directly with our king, the creator of the universe, God. Right. And two, that he hears us and not just how we think he's hearing us, but he hears all of us right. entirely. He's not selective in what he hears from us. Right. And the reason we're kind of marveling at that is because this episode's all about selective hearing. Uh, a few episodes back, we had talked about a time, and we'll, we'll rehash it a little bit here today, where we we had a, an argument that I think we're currently kind of at an impasse still just because we're learning to understand one another in different ways. But I, it had kind of put this on our radar. Like sometimes we hear what we want to hear. And even more than that, we internalize what we believe to be valid when our spouse talks. What you're saying is as we were praying before this, you're just thankful that God is not just kind of tuning us out if we don't pray right. Or if we pray in any way that offends him, which I'm sure aside from his grace, like we we can't help but offend the righteous, holy God of creation. Like he knows the motivations behind our prayers. And so he's not just, I mean, I just think of like our four-year-old or even our one-and-a-half-year-old who's just, you know, they want mine, mine, mine. They just want whatever they see and they they petition for it so much. And I get annoyed in my human self, but God does not, right? He right. doesn't just say, okay, she just wants this and this is all I'm hearing. And, you know, she doesn't well, actually want. And the reason for that is so profound. It's not just that God can see the deeper, better places in our hearts. It's that he sees Christ covering us and he mm. sees the righteousness of Christ and, and Christ is there at the at the throne contending for us and you know and, and making our prayers mm. right before the righteous father mm. right and so there's a very profound thing there um, and so we're gonna talk through how Jesus is the perfect model for for our even our listening uh, and our hearing of one another um, and and hopefully you learn something we're going to talk through three levels of selective hearing and uh, give you some really tangible ways to work through each one if you find yourself in a particular level so we will see you on the other side welcome to the fierce marriage podcast where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage sex communication finances priorities purpose and everything in between Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. All right, so full disclosure, this is actually our first episode being recorded in our new headquarters in other words we moved <laughs> we moved uh four miles down the road god has been so gracious um i think we'll probably share the full story with our patrons because it is a very personal story yeah. uh but the the short of it is here we are you might hear an echo because this office is so empty <laughs> right there's now. no rugs on the floor there's, there's no, no rug. nothing absorbing the sound <laughs> except for the microphone which is getting all the sounds from um but that that being said, man, we are just so thankful for this new er, this era that uh, we're entering into as a family. Mm. Um, and if you hear that echo, just remember God's grace and the echo. <laughs> yes. um, so speaking of echoes and listening and hearing things, that's what this episode is <laughs> all about: is selective hearing. So where this came from, and I mentioned it in the intro a little bit, uh, is I had come home. I was on a daddy daughter date with one of with our middle daughter, Clementine, and I was just having a great time. And I just also was getting over this feeling really kind of 
yuck and uh, dealing with kind of my own, um, I don't know, what's the word? Like not mortality, but my own limits as a human being. This I have this like body that is this flesh that is ultimately pretty fragile, pretty weak. And I had some thoughts that were, I'd say they're on the darker side of the spectrum. <laughs> Although I was having a great time and they didn't come from a place of like despair. despair. But I had these thoughts. Should I just share the thoughts or no? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's probably still too raw for, it's, for, I, for Selena. It's you. I mean, they're your thoughts. <laughs> and now everybody's wondering. So it's like. All right. We'll just leave you titillated. Maybe we'll share it with our patrons. Maybe we'll share it in five episodes or four. Now you just got to keep listening. Anyway, the point is, is we, I, so I, I came home. I shared these thoughts with Selena. I was like, hey, this is kind of a funny thing. Like I had these, these dark thoughts, although here's why they're not dark thoughts. And you were like, but you had dark thoughts. And I was like, no, the words you said indicated that you had dark thoughts. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but what I tried to say was that they weren't, they weren't actually coming from that sort of place. The point is you heard the one phrase and everything else I said around it, it that you were impervious to. It, it didn't matter what because I said. Because the phrase said a lot. <laughs> but, okay. It's not selective hearing. It's, it's, if that's not what you meant, then maybe that's not what you should have said. <laughs> but I, Okay. <laughs> But I did say it, and but I prefaced it with this: I don't want to make this a big that thing. That feels like a disclaimer. Like it is a disclaimer because I'm trying to tell you, you, like, <laughs> still working through it, people. <laughs> if you're like, okay, so here's an example: if you said, "I fell down," if you think, "What did you fall off a hundred foot cliff, or did you like trip on the sidewalk?" <laughs> like you'd have to qualify the statement and say, "No, don't worry about it. I just I tripped on the sidewalk. I'm fine. I scuffed up my knee. I'm fine." Or if I said, "Yeah, I fell." Off a cliff that was a hundred feet <laughs> tall, and I'm mortally wounded. I'm dying. That's a different like you. You have to learn to weight sure. those things differently. Like the the preface matters. That's what I'm trying to say. So, right, but I experience the weight of words at a lag. So then when it hits me and I get all the thoughts and everything, sort of, I have a moment that I'm not dealing with other people and being dis- not being distracted, but in the best way of taking care of our family when I have that moment in between of just doing something with my hands and I'm in the kitchen or whatever. It's like, Oh, he said this. Did he mean this? <laughs> I feel like this. Oh no. He definitely meant that. I'm Probably. fine. I'm fine with that. As long as you take the other words that I say as well. And also mull those over. I definitely And that's why tried. we're talking about selective here. Selective. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're going to get into the, de- the, the, why the different levels. I now think, it's competitive. <laughs> or, there's three levels of selective hearing that we're going to talk through today. Uh, and they vary, obviously, from intensity to from low intensity to high intensity. Right. And so I think we're gonna you're gonna hear us process in real time. Um, and but, then we're, yeah, we're also gonna look at scripture and what it says about you know it doesn't have the the words selective hearing, um, hmm. but it does talk about how we are to approach each other um, yeah. as believers and being in Christ. What does that mean? How did Christ model how we should yeah. uh, communicate with each other and and listen? wholeheartedly that'd be great Uh, that'd be great first let's do some little bit of housekeeping uh if you haven't yet please do take pause this episode real fast take 30 seconds leave a rating and a review in your podcast app it would mean the world to us it helps others who are on the fence about diving into this content and if you've listened to any number of years or a number of episodes you'll know uh, we do our best we're not perfect but we do try to point people to christ and we point Mm -hmm. them to the truths in scripture not just what ryan and selena think is right and true and so by leaving a, a rating and a review helps get that message, not Ryan and Selena, but the message of the gospel in the marriage life. Yeah. It gets that into more people's ears and into their heads and into their hearts and into their lives. So ratings and reviews are more than just little token things. They matter. So thank you in advance if you've done that. 
or are planning on doing that. Secondly, uh, we mentioned our patrons a few times, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll make this really fast, but our Patreon community is just people that have joined us in a deeper way to be on mission, and that, that comes in the form of partnering with us financially from $2 a month on up. There's different rewards, and we get we do early releases there. Uh, now that we're finally in, moved, we're going to do some live kind of Q&A stuff there, just live interaction stuff, just mm-hmm. exclusive to that community. Um, you could be a part of that. Just go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage, all one word, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash fierce marriage. You can read all about it there. There's some really good um, kind of upsides to being a part of that community too. Not just You're not just giving. We're hoping that you're also getting a lot from that community, from that experience. Mm. Uh, and that's it for now. Um, yeah, so we mentioned this this one specific instance in our uh, recent past where this sparked the idea of selective hearing. And I told Selena, what was it, two days after, I was like, we should talk about selective hearing. And you're like, did I inspire this conversation, this podcast episode? It feels very me-inspired. <laughs> I, I also do my own share of selective hearing. Um, but here's one another category of selective hearing, just to get us all thinking around these terms is selective, like not internalizing encouragement. And I think that's really where this hit home for me because you tend to be really critical. This is where I led the, the charge here, people. <laughs> the you, second You tend way. to be really critical of yourself and you yeah. hear the voices of critics very loud. Yeah. And then you take that and you run with it and you try to please the critics in your head. I don't know why all the time people, I'm not a counselor. I think myself. a lot of people struggle with this. So. Um, I'm, I'm more of the school of thought that I don't care what anyone thinks. <laughs> Opposites attract. Opposites attract. (laughs) I care what people, some people think. I care what our listeners think. But if they're not like invested, they don't know us, then I'm like, you know what? You can have your opinion. I don't really care about it. (laughs) Unless you make make a good point, then I would hope that I could hear that good point and change and hope the Holy Spirit would help me do that. Yeah. That tends to be my, (laughs) so I don't, that's not to say that like I'm, I have, that has its own downside. I'm not, I'm not saying like, yeah, I got it figured out. Selena doesn't. But I think at this point, we're going to use you as the example just because you, I, I can encourage you to say, listen, you're the most amazing wife, mother, friend that a man could ask for. Thank you. I love you. You're the best. And you'd be like, great. Thanks. Awesome. And then I'll be like, why is my underwear not in the drawer? And you'll be like, I'm, I'm a horrible person. <laughs> and you get really upset. And then that compounds on all the other stuff you've heard. And, by the way, that's one of our ongoing struggles. So don't, I'm not trying to be misogynistic. <laughs> <laughs> it's not being misogynistic. Uh, I'm just saying like that's an ongoing struggle of ours. It's particularly the underwear piece. Anyway. Do you so wanna... I bought like 30 packs of underwear. <laughs> so he's never without. It's, it's his problem, not mine. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> that's in our home. In our, in our home. I'm not saying this has to be in every home. But in our home, Selena is the keeper of the laundry. I don't do it well, people. <laughs> there's okay. a lot of laundry. I don't there's care. A lot you won't hear me complain about it until I'm uh, fresh out of the shower and there's <laughs> no, no underwear to be found. Then, um, then I might say something. Uh, anyway, you are allowed that, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so that's what we're we're getting at. Like if, thinking those terms of your own in your own marriage, how how do you tend to be a selective hearer? Mm. And I think they probably would fall into one of these three types. And we're just going to do a quick overview right now. Do you want to do you want to dive into this? Yeah. Well, I was just thinking really quickly about yeah. love languages and then selective hearing. So maybe not love languages in the love languages aspect, but thinking how do I process feeling valued, right? And and hmm. you say I don't internalize encouragement oh, for whatever reason. Like, is that's that a a, a way that I feel appreciated, and or that you feel like I should feel appreciated? 
Hmm, that's a really good point. So that and was I just a question that so, was in my head. Okay, so what you're saying is I'm just, not being defensive. <laughs> no, that's a very, no, but really I'm not. very just, valid point because yeah. for me, words, your words in particular, I just said I don't care about opinions. That, <laughs> I know like, you care about mine. But your opinion matters <laughs> to me so much. Yeah. And so if I hear your opinion is low or high of me, that matters. And so I guess maybe I'm in, I'm I'm projecting onto you and saying like, I'm telling you, you're awesome. Believe that you're awesome. And you're saying words don't hold a lot of weight. Yeah. It, when it comes to like how I feel loved, right? Words do hold late, hold a lot of weight when it comes to how you feel criticized, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so, but like you when love, you, yeah. yeah, when you serve me, when you go out of your way to like be thoughtful about something, it's like you took your time and energy that I know is super valuable, and you put it towards me, and that hmm. is that speaks volumes. Like I, I understand that clear hmm. more clearly. Hmm. So, anyways, that's just some some side note thoughts that I think would contribute to this conversation and maybe something to talk about with your spouse. But, uh, the problem with selective hearing, you said there's three different types kind of going to quote unquote light and then quote unquote heavy. So a light way of select being selective in your hearing is kind of the, I'm distracted by a visual overload. I just kind of, that's, that's, that has a clinical term. It's called inattentional, inattentional deafness. Okay. And we'll get into what exactly that means. Well, no, I'll say right now, cause then we'll talk through how to kind of break out of this. Yeah. We're going to first present a biblical view of this and then we'll talk through how to break out of these. Uh, the, the light, I'm the inattentional deafness is basically you're so distracted. Humans have, when there's a very, there's a lot of visual stimulus coming in. It's, there's a way we, we route our attentional energy into the like interpreting the visual visual stimuli so we don't hear things right and so if, if your spouse is watching the game or they're playing a video game or they're on their phone they're doing anything with their eyes and you're trying to get their attention that's called inattentional deafness <laughs> and we call that the light version of it because usually it's just it's it's kind of just in the moment there's no kind of nefarious or underlying it's a quick bitterness fix kind causing of just it. like putting your phone down or hey Look in my eyes, like we say to our right. little kids. And it could be heavier in that if you have somebody who's severely addicted to video games, right. and it's like you can't get, can't pull his eyes away from it. Yeah. I say his because most of the time it's guys. <laughs> uh, you can't get him to just care about you enough. Sure. So that that can get heavier. So you kind of have to uh, sift through these a little bit. Yeah. Uh, medium is the next one. This is light, medium, and heavy, right? Real. We could do small, medium, and large. <laughs> we could do tall, grande, and. Venti. Venti. <laughs> okay, so medium um, select, selective hearing is... I, this is probably where we fell. Yes, and it's during conflict, you would cherry pick things. Right. So you hear something that they're saying, and this is kind of the this classic... This is where you fell. I didn't fall here. <laughs> it's kind of the classic, like you hear to respond instead of hearing to understand. Right, hearing and listening to find agreement first. Yeah. And say, okay, yes, right. we are on the same page with this, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not hearing you correctly. <laughs> And kind of, the, it's a little bit more nefarious in that you're just trying to win the argument, mm-hmm. regardless of the true nature of what your spouse is trying to say. You right. just want to come out on top, and that that can be problematic, obviously. And it does shut down communication because your, your spouse feels like no matter what they say, you're just going to use it against them. You're going to turn it into ammo, yeah, and fire it back. Yeah, in and I think this is interesting. I think there's like a there could be a one, a one A, a two, a two A. Like there could be like a right. little middle part to these because. The third one, um, so the medium, like you said, is is kind of that selective hearing during conflict. But I think you and I kind of hovered between two and three of the heavy, right. which is I don't trust your words. Like you're you're telling me these things, but I That's don't trust heavy, them. Yeah. And for whatever reason, if we need to dive into those, then we will. But 
I don't trust your words. And so, and that's why it's selective hearing is I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm not internalizing it because I feel like you're just giving me lip service right now. And right. that's the, and that's why I, I, I can hear the words, but I don't hear the I meaning. I don't trust those words. Yeah. And I don't internalize the meaning as true. Well, we may not even interpret the right meaning of the words. Right. And so then we don't trust it because we're, we're, um, there's a lot of maybe connotation or there's just right. a bad past or history that's happened when, and we'll get into yeah. the roots of that. Um, I, I want to jump the gun there, but here, but here's the, the takeaway. So we talked to the three types, light, medium, heavy, uh, the end result, um, this was the epiphany for me is it doesn't matter. Like whatever you're facing in terms of that spectrum, yeah. the end result is the same is that you're not communicating well and therefore your marriage won't grow toward health. Instead, it will, it'll gravitate toward dysfunction. Right. 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 And you use this great example. You want to share the Ivy example, which I found very apropos <laughs> just because I was, because we're dealing with a lot of that stuff in the new house. <laughs> new house. Our old house has this like wall oh, yeah. of Ivy uh, in between. that's kind of terraced and you know, it's really easy to deal with until it's not because it just grows on everything. You don't right. have to do anything to make it grow. It just takes over, which is kind of like how we communicate with each other. Right. If we're, if we're right. not listening we're doing this selective hearing thing. It's just like the ivy. It's just going to continue to like eat away at whatever the structure is. It's going to take over. And overcome it. And then right. when it comes time to finally do the labor to get the, get to tame it again, it, it takes <laughs> it's a, a lot, lot of, a lot of energy. Yes. It does. It, does, it has taken energy for that ivy to grow, but it's not energy that we're putting there. And the thing is, right. is our sin nature makes us drift toward dysfunction. Right. And not drift towards I would health. Say, I would say yes. And dysfunction being pride, being right, you know, fits of anger, flaring up, all of those things. Yeah. So we want to ask a kind of an interesting question. Um, and if you were to do a topical study in scripture or go to your concordance and look up the term selective hearing, uh, you would find zero results. <laughs> and so, Are you we, speaking out of experience? <laughs> well, I actually didn't even try that, to be honest, but I know, <laughs> I know enough to know that that probably wouldn't come up in that exact phrase. Right. So you kind of have to think thematically through scripture, think through the heart of what selective hearing is, like what it's, what's happening dynamic like in the human dynamic such a good ex- reason that's a, such a good example of just not selective hearing right there right you're not just oh, taking yeah. right. verses out of context and cherry oh. picking right oh so good and that's that is what that is what cherry picking is i mean they talked about that as the medium one but we do that with scripture too right. we hear what we want to hear and we right. make it about us and it's not about us <sighs> it's about jesus it's about god and his story for Amen. his redemption and it's not, we put ourselves in the story and we do that in mm-hmm. selective hearing, insert ourselves into right. our spouse's saying, instead of saying, what does, what do they mean right. in the scriptural context? What is the text saying to <laughs> who, who the author, when they wrote it, who were they talking to and why were they saying this thing? I feel like you're pushing the point right now with me. <laughs> Maybe I'm just no, insecure because it's a real truth that I probably No, honestly, here I'm in, in an in Old Testament interpretation class right now, and that's what the whole thing is. So that's, I'm not So you're to saying sub- it's the Holy Spirit that's talking to me now, probably. Yep, that's exactly right. You're welcome. <laughs> right, so what does the Bible you. say about this? You did a little I bit of a study you. on this. I did. Yeah, no. Uh, Jesus, you and I were talking that Jesus hears things perfectly, right? We do right. not. He hears things perfectly. So... How does the gospel bear weight in how we that's hear a big st- and sorry. listen to our spouse? That's a huge statement. Jesus hears things perfectly. Um, what do you mean by that? I mean that when I am praying and talking to the Lord, he is not hearing what I may be even trying him to, like, hmm. what I'm saying 
as much as he is probably knowing the place of my heart and and the steps that he is sanctifying me in right does that make sense so yeah so he knows the you know he knows your full he knows context. the whole context he knows everything the that's beginning, going the middle on. the end all of it and so because and so that perfection of him hearing all of it and mm. then and then me in this moment like i can't i can't weigh that but what can i do well if jesus is the way and the truth and the life i can look at the life of christ i can look at who he was and we go we do in philippians 2 uh, we look at, we see, it's it's highlighting the humility of Christ mm. uh, and his example. It says, Christ's example of humility. And it's it says, it, I hate saying it, Paul, <laughs> who wrote Philippians, said um, in verse 2, complete my joy. Sorry, I'm going to start in the first verse because it's just so. Yeah, go for it. So if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. So first of all, that just right there, selective mm. hearing means there's some sort of division. There's a one, there's an A and a B, right? You're only right. hearing one of two. So we're seeing this here, like be encouraged, be of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, verse three, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Wow. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interests of others. I know there's context to that, but I do think it does flow into this idea of it's still the spirit of mutual endearing, like that in that you're you're saying you're valuable, right. therefore I'm going to value you right. over my myself, my own interests. Yes, right. And verse five: Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. But emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born mm. in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So we look at those verses, we see that Paul is trying to encourage the oneness, the unity, the wow. lack of division, right? He wants that, and he's saying, let each of you look not, or do nothing out of selfish ambition. Those are the key words that we want to see right. here, and wow. but in humility, so the selfish ambition or conceit, can we even listen to our spouse talking without some agenda, without some wow. selfish ambition or conceit? No, we have, we struggle because we are broken, because we are still in this fallen sin nature that God is sanctifying, sanctifying us out of. So every time we have a fight and every time we struggle with not hearing fully, that is an opportunity for us to grow in mm. that ability to be like Christ. The, what does that mean? That means we can learn to be humble. We can take the humble route. We can see that Christ being born in the likeness of men, talk about humility, right? God coming to us, Mm. but, and he didn't count it something like he's, he didn't count equality with God, which we often try to take that prideful path of, you know what? I'm better than you. I'm smarter than you. We may not say it like Mm. that, but we fight like that with our spouse. So being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even death on a cross. And so when we have to try to, when we have to die to ourselves in these conversations, we are emulating Christ in a lot of ways. When right. we don't pick up right. that, that argument, that cherry pick argument of, well, you just said this. Can you imagine if Jesus did that? Oh, when he was communicating. <laughs> Destroyed. Instead, Done. <laughs> we read this with our girls just this morning in um, John. Yeah. In John 16. It's the part where he says, take heart, I have overcome the world. Mm -hmm. He's telling the disciples, I'm going to send a helper. 
I'm going to be gone for a while, but then a little while will pass and I'll be back. And they're like, what, what do you, what do you mean? What, what do you mean? And, and he doesn't throw that in their face. He says, I know what you're thinking. I know that you're worried here. Right. I'm going to give you comfort. Right. In that. Right. Or anytime he talks to somebody, I'm thinking of like Zacchaeus or, uh, the, I forget the, his name, but the leper that he tells to go jump in. The, oh yeah. Is it Nahum? Um, no. I don't remember. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to, yeah, I don't remember. Um, somewhere early in John, <laughs> um, <laughs> But he, he, he sees through the arguments, especially the Pharisees will come to him and yeah. try to catch him yeah. in, a, in a lie or yeah. catch him in some sort of bad doctrine or heresy, just like to, to give him a gotcha moment. Right. And he just sees right through it. Right. And right. so what you're, what you're bringing to light here is Paul is saying, just as Christ humbled himself to taking on flesh, to uh, being equal with God, did not see equality with God a thing to be grasped, right? Though, yeah. And he he humbled himself in that same way humble yourselves to the point of to, yeah to each other even to the point of self sacrifice okay if if it came down to it yes i would die for you <laughs> i would die for you <laughs> i would um right. at, at least i hope and i'm pretty sure that i would until you have are faced with that then it's hard to, hard to say the point is is that there's all kinds of days, there's days where I, I don't have to die physically for you, but I have to die uh, emotionally I think in we a die, way. Yeah, absolutely. We die, or die way to, more to our emotions. We die to our our responses, right? Our prideful responses. Right. We die Pride. to yeah. our, our selfish ambition. And we, if you go down into verses 14 and 16, Paul writes, do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine Mm. as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life so that in the day of Christ, I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. So I say, could the argument made, this is me, Selena, not Paul, obviously, (laughs) that the mark of a fruit bearing Christian is in fact that they are able to pursue their spouse in their communication by listening wholeheartedly by listening with humility Hmm. by pursuing blamelessness and innocence and not just giving up or seceding but maybe that is part of maybe that part of his dying to self the self-sacrifice of being humble and able to hear and ask questions not as a response to spark more division and and flames and fire and just arguing but to actually get to the heart of what what the conflict is about, hmm. what you're hearing, what yeah. we're saying. Um, I, I want to make a quick point here because, you know, Paul's writing the letter to the, the church in Philippi. And he, and so, yeah, we can take these words and say, okay, let us do these things without grumbling or complaining and be blameless right. and there's innocent. Right, there's context to it. No, no, it. I'm, I'm, and I'm, I, there's context. I don't think you're, you're forsaking the context. I'm saying that He's talking to a church, and what is the household but a mini representation of the church? Mm-hmm. And that you and I are brother and sister in Christ. I am the head of this household. Mm-hmm. You are my helper. All right, we see Christ is the head of the church. The Holy Spirit is the helper of the church. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have the we have the little disciples, our mm-hmm. children. So we're a little micro version mm-hmm. of the big C church, yeah. even of our of our local congregation, right. our local right. local church. And so when when you talk through the when you talk. He's talking about how to, how they are to deal with one another. This is the same Paul who wrote the letter to the Ephesians saying, husbands love your wives as Christ loved mm. the church. So that that's not a big stretch to say right. that we are to act as the church is called to act among other church members. You and I, Selena, are church members in our little mini right. family church, right? Right. And so that's and, just, it's a really, it's a faithful way to look at it. Right. And, say, and so when we love each other in this way, we are 
we are internalizing in a healthier without making, without making the scripture about us recognizing that Paul is talking to all believers here. Right. I think it honestly expands our, our knowledge or expands our perspective of it when he says like without blemish, right? That in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world by holding mm-hmm. fast to the word of life. So these should, again, I'm arguing that these, this, the way we listen and how we communicate with our spouse should be one that others see as a light and see, wow, they really struggled through some of this. Wow. They really, I feel like I would have walked away from my spouse by then. Wow. They're still pushing through. That's awesome. Like why, why can you still continue to listen to each other, to come to the table, to not just grumble about every tiny little thing, you know, that, you know, that couple, right. That you invite over and try not to, that just, they (laughs) grumble all the time or they're at each other's throat and you're just like, ah, and tell there's tension. Yeah. Right. So again, this is mm. not just about us, but this is about God being glorified in the yeah. way that we live, even in so little a thing that doesn't mm. seem little as listening to each other wholeheartedly. That's awesome. So I want to do a quick recap, and then we're going to get into how to overcome each yeah. selective hearing habit. And the recap is is that we have this tendency to hear things selectively, and that selectiveness comes from in a large in a in a thematic way comes from a lack of humility. And Christ is our perfect example of a humble uh, servant leader who has lo- lowered himself in a way to he- in- to love with complete humility, complete genuineness. Mm. And we see Paul calling us into that same level of self-sacrifice, self-denial, and especially in, in terms of how we with- we relate to one another. And, and we specifically, can do this not just on our own, but right. because of Christ and the holy, the help of the Holy Spirit. And yeah, and, and it, it's specifically, Selena, and you, and you touched on this at length, so we won't have to rehash it. But do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Mm. That is the crux of the biblical case for learning how to not selectively hear one another, mm. to count one another as more valuable than yourself, or more. What does he say? As as more significant than yourselves. Mm. And so that's where we talk about how generosity multiplies itself. If I'm generous in this way to you and you're generous in this way to me, what happens? We have this like growing body of generosity and understanding and mutual affection that continues to churn around and grow and be stirred and not die. And I would like to say something, something to that point that if you are the one that's continually pouring out, continue to pour out because it will not, go ignored it will not be ignored it will not go unseen i think by your well, spouse and paul um Just paul paul says this in chapter three of philippians in verse 12 not that i've already obtained this or i'm already perfect but i press on to make it my own because christ jesus has made me his own a lot of paul's language is around perseverance and mm. running the race mm-hmm. knowing that the resurrection of your soul is complete but the bodily resurrection is yet to come mm. you're pressing on to something bigger and that's a well that will never dry up if you're looking to Christ. And so you can continue to pour out even when you feel like your efforts in vain. Mm. And that's, that, that's, that's doing so is a humble act because you're trusting that God is trust. Yeah. You're trusting and, and you're valuing your spouse, even though they clearly aren't valuing you the same way. That's humility. And that's, that's what Christ did for us. Modeling Christ. And it's so easy to sit here on this podcast and say that. So, please don't hear us glossing over it, but please just hear the truth in that. Weight in the words. Yeah. There's weight there. And so we don't mean to gloss over your situation, but okay. So let's um, let's get into the kind of into the weeds of each one of these 
Right. Um, so we wanted to recap the light, the medium, and the heavy. So the light is that inattentional deafness. That's the term you use. Mm-hmm. So just overly distracted. Yeah. So how uh, do we overcome each one? Right. Um, some steps, I think. Yeah. So here's some. Begin re- that. Yeah. So here's some really tangible steps, you guys. And a lot of these will be intu- intuitive. So uh, don't hear this and say, ah, yeah, yeah, I know what they're talking about. Take this as a reminder if you already know this stuff and and a, and a um, call to action. Right. For you as or a spouse, share it with your spouse if to, you feel right. so because <laughs> so, so much this like is so much of marriage ministry is very intuitive, and you yeah. just need. And but if you're in a log jam, you need someone like us to come along and help break free the log jam, so then the river can start to flow again. Mm-hmm. And take this as maybe we're plucking a few logs out of the jam for you, right. so hopefully you can get this going and open up communication in your marriage. Okay, so uh, the light um, selective hearing uh, would be yeah, distracted, inattentional deafness. So how do we overcome that? Well, simply turn stuff off. <laughs> like, Drop stuff. Put it away. Put your phone down. Right. Reduce the stimuli in your life. Sit alone in a quiet space for more than three minutes together. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you're the one that tends to be more distracted, Selena and I kind of ebb and flow in this. Like there's times when I'm super distracted by my phone. I'm always, for me, my big, my big problem is businessy stuff. So like checking email, um, checking like performance when we, when we, like how's the podcast doing and <laughs> how is, you know, how are all the different metrics? Yeah. Just checking the, yeah. And, or it's like walking the, the fence line of your property yeah. or something. You're kind of just like, okay, where's the holes? What's going on here? That's a great analogy. I'm going to use that. You're That's welcome. good. Um, for you, you tend to, uh, like at night when we're hanging out and it's like kind of downtime and you're off, you're kind of off the clock. Well, Cause in terms I try of to, mom, I, I don't I, never, I don't, I don't never, <laughs> I never look at social media during the day unless I'm like, selling something or meeting a mom or something like I tend you mean to... like selling like something from our house not yes. like selling essential oils or no. something <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah. no like stroller wrong. pieces not that you not would that go that's there wrong. <laughs> don't hear me don't don't it don't, don't, don't email se- me don't selectively hear me <laughs> um so so anyway that's that's how we tend to ebb and flow we tend mm-hmm. to remind each other uh so here's so for the listener the one who tends to be distracted prioritize whenever your spouse speaks above whatever thing you're doing again obvious captain obvious well that's here. cute i mean that's like you gotta have some cues if you're missing the cues then your spouse is gonna get frustrated with you and you shouldn't be surprised by that right if you're oblivious to it and they're not <laughs> right pick up on the cues yeah. yeah perk your ears the only way we can continue to like to be sharp with our ears and our listening is to yeah. not dull our senses yeah yeah, Sorry, I didn't mean to have that tone. <laughs> so that's for the listener. No, it's fine. That for the speaker. Okay, so we have a speaker and a listener. Um, still be slow to speak. Yeah. All right, because you have some folks that are prone to using a ton of words that maybe aren't necessary. Right. And they tend to be that. That's Long-winded. why there's a selective hearing happening because <laughs> right. there's always noise. So you turn them. You start to tune out the noise. So speaker, still be slow to speak, right. like we like we know in scripture, and choose your words wisely without without inhibiting your communication like if you need to talk to connect like do it but just be wise in it yeah and so you start to so you can't we said this we had this conversation over lunch today like i can't just have word vomit on you all the time and then expect you just to always be able to clean it up right i need i need to be considerate of you too in the words that i use i can't and you just you you you're called to listen Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that i'm supposed to subject you to everything that i can possibly throw at you Right. So there's wisdom on both sides. Right. Right. Okay. All right. So there's there's blessing and restraint. I think. Yes, and there's freedom yes. and discipline. Yeah. Um. There's freedom and discipline. So. Uh, the, the medium, the middle, would be uh, selective hearing during conflict or cherry picking, like we were talking about, kind of taking things out of context and not hearing the whole. Is, yeah. Um. 
I think that listening to understand and not just to respond. So finding that listening, finding that place of agreement, trying to understand before I, I, I'm so guilty of this and I continue to be, I think one telltale sign is that I interrupt. Like I'm so excited to find the agreement sometimes, or I just want my thoughts to be heard that I'll just, interrupt you mm. and and yeah. you'll be like what and i'm like why don't you finish your thought and you're like because you interrupted me <laughs> <laughs> i get mad at him for not finishing thoughts but he must have been interrupted the last 17 years so and that well you know what next uh, next week we're going to talk through deep listening the art and science of deep listening and listening to respond is the enemy of deep listening and usually people that are listening to respond are the ones to offer the like the here, here's do one two and three if you want to like the fix Part. Yeah, I know we've talked about that a little bit, and I know that it's a sensitive part for it's me. It's a sensitive topic because there is a time to actually offer prescriptions for changing right. things, but deep listening is is not that. Well, time. It's hard to identify those times. I think. Well, and that's why you jump the gun. Like if you're if you interrupt, it's because you're assuming that you know what they're. But gonna at what say. point when people are here? I go. But at what point? <laughs> I got interrupted. <laughs> are people? Are you supposed to like? When do you just say enough is enough, and you just need to strap on your your Big girl panties and just deal with some stuff. Do you know what I mean? Well, I don't own big girl panties. <laughs> you <so>. don't. <laughs> Sorry. You barely own underwear, right? <laughs> no. It's, I, I own very little clean underwear. That's <laughs> a fact. Dare you. No, it's not. <laughs> so if you'd hook up our washer and get our dryer going. <laughs> we talked about this. <laughs> it'll come. It'll happen. It'll happen. No, we're waiting for the gas guy. The gas man. <laughs> the gas man. <laughs> you no, know I got gas. <laughs> To come and hook up our dryer. So, yep. Okay. So, uh, so how do we get through this? Listen and understand not to respond. Talk about that. Uh, I think humility is the biggest piece of this. Mm. Like seek not your own. I keep forgetting the, the words that Paul used, but uh, do nothing from selfish ambition. Yeah. Or vain conceit is what I think the NIV version says. Yeah. Um, vain conceit. It's just kind of in itself. It's empty. Mm. Um, but instead... Listen with humility and genuine desire to know one another. Okay, so this is, again, combating the tendency to selectively hear, to interpret based on what I want to interpret. Right. Well, I think as a married couple, too, knowing each other, we can call each other out lovingly when we're doing this even which is that hard takes wisdom to do. and tact and timing yeah you're i feel like you're pretty good about that it's usually after the fact that you can be like hey you know when you were talking about that well because like you were being a little uncharitable I'm, I'm not one to jump into a hurricane when it's raging <laughs> in my front door all right i'll let i'll let the dust settle a little bit and then i'll then i'll throw a rock at the hurricane from a few from a you few feet away you don't poke a don't poke a hornet's nest, this right? This is me, people. <laughs> God is sanctifying me, um, even so, in this podcast. So, some really practical ways to <laughs> to begin to do the, to speak humbly to each other in those moments and to listen with humility instead of selectively is to respond with um, kind of the verification statements. Things like, "I hear you saying this." So, what I hear you saying is, or what I'm hearing is, is this what you mean? Yeah, is this what you mean? Yeah. And actually ask them what they mean yeah. instead of just being like you, instead of doing the opposite, which is just like, you're saying, is this what you mean? But really you're throwing it back in their face. Right. There's so a way to do that. Um, uh, hoping all <laughs> things. That's the, the first Corinthians 13. We yeah. talked about this a lot, but love hopes all things that you're expecting the best. Right. Your spouse isn't just being combative to try to win all the time. <laughs> yeah, instead of assuming they're out to get you, assume that they love you. That's assume, hard to do sometimes because well, they haven't built that trust. Yes. But. <laughs> We tend, we can tend to do that if we're in a, in a defensive posture, even if they have earned that trust, then we can start making sure. them the enemy. And I say this to you all the time, but I'm not the enemy. I'm on your side. And it takes some time for you to, 
to Yeah, because it doesn't it. feel like you're on my side sometimes. <laughs> Seems like you're on their side, whoever they are. They're just not on my side. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, okay, um, another really tangible one. We have a whole episode on man, mani- uh, excuse me, manipulation tactics. Oh man! So avoid manipulation tactics. There's there's hundreds of these, you guys. There's so many manip- well, manipulation tactics. You can't keep them all straight. And you may not even be aware of them, doing them because you are always. <laughs> this is your lack of tact. Sometimes where you're like, "That's a manipulation strategy," and I'm like, "I'm not trying to be manipulative," because <laughs> I feel like a part of manipul being manipulative is you're actually intentional and maliciously trying to do it but apparently you can be manipulative and not intent to well be. it can just be it can become so um so homey to be there like it right. makes so much sense to respond in that way right. and you think it's fine yeah and that doesn't change the fact that it's still a tactic <laughs> it just changes whether you believe it's bad or not <laughs> um so go back and listen to that episode uh, it's uh, just manipulation tactics in marriage I'll just do a search for that. Uh, and then non-defensive listening. is It's hard. Okay, it's hard to, to, mm. to diffuse your defenses in those moments. But if, if you hear your spouse saying, just try to take a deep breath, de-escalate. That's a big piece of, of, of diffusing hot arguments. So like take control of your emotions and know that you're feeling them and just let them be mm-hmm. and, and don't respond out of them is what you're right. saying and, th- and that takes being other focused like thinking why is he or she responding this and way it takes practice and listening to the holy spirit what is going on in, in his or her head yeah. that that she is i know that i know that she loves me i'm very upset right now i get it but how can i respond in a way that isn't just based on me being upset mm. that's easier said than done but um, something to consider yeah all right so let's go on to the next one uh the heavy um version of, of selective hearing is I don't trust your words. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is a huge one. We say it's heavy because it is, it's very tough to tackle. But, uh, so if, as you, if this is something that you're struggling with, just pre- prepare at the outset to invest lots and lots of time. It's not something you'll get over in one argument or in one discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's, you're going to, you're stepping your foot on the path to healing in this area. And that looks like this. You're going to, you're gonna have to work to identify why trust has been broken lost or degraded in your specific relationship or in your life in general. Right. And so that's a huge, huge topic you guys. And, but, and, and you, again, it's gonna take a lot of time. So here are some things that you're thinking is why. So again, the big question, why don't, why don't you trust your spouse's words? Uh, it could be an insecurity, um, in that you're impermeable to their, to their encouragement, no matter what they say, they, uh, they don't, you don't trust their words just because you don't believe that you're valuable. If they say you're, you're awesome, you'll think, well, that's, not true because I'm not awesome, right? Instead of actually internalizing what they say, so there's in, there's insecurity there, <laughs> um, and that happens a lot, especially if you if you have hidden sin. We've talked about this. If you if you're living in darkness, I'll, I'll talk to men right now. Like if you've got a, if you're hiding some sort of pornography addiction or some sort of thing that you're ashamed of, or even any addiction or something, some sort of behavioral sin, then whenever your spouse says "I love you," you're so great, you'll never really believe it because you'll you'll think if she just knew this piece. T- of my story, this dark part of my heart, and she wouldn't love me. Therefore, right. she does not love me. And I think another part of that, a different side of that could be, and I think that's, I don't feel like I have any hidden sin. I mean, God help me and show me if I do. But for me, I think there's this this family of origin piece of maybe mm-hmm. either not getting the encouragement that, or I did, but it felt so yeah. with light and without weight because they didn't know And so there's just this mistrust of words that you don't, you didn't know me or you didn't, not with, I'm not saying my family, but you don't know the struggles I face. Therefore, your words cannot hold weight. Hmm. So. Is that, 
but th- the problem is, is that's, that's a non-starter. Like, how can I possibly understand your experience? Right. I mean, I, I, the bottom line is I can't, I, right. I can never and that's be where, you. Right. And that's where I think as a, as a, am I a listener? So, so I feel like that's an enemy of the ta- That's a tactic of the enemy to just shut down communication. And we see that a lot in our society right now. We do. We do. In that you can't speak against anyone's lived experience. Right. And, and that's where, maybe that's where the humility comes in of saying, okay, I don't know this, I don't feel this, and I'm not believing this, but I'm just going to like humble myself to trust that what Ryan says about me is true. We're talking about encouragement, not just right. criticism. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah, no, 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 no. I'm talking totally about encouragement, but you, I mean, we joked about this at the beginning, that you can say these things, and I don't... Again, is it a question of me not believing it for insecure purposes or a past experience, or is it me not inc- receiving it because of it's a love language of some sort, right? Hmm. So there's that... Yeah, I think that it's, it's both and, but to how much I, hmm. I don't know if I can be accurate okay. in that. But yeah, um, but the past kind of just your your past experience, past trauma, um, could be saying it could be fueling this lack of yeah. ability to trust your spouse. Yes. The point we're trying to make here is there's a lot of reasons for that deep yeah. distrust. It could also be fears based on, um, the like uh, consistently being disregarded or dismissed. Right. Right. If you have, you've had continually terrible communication. Right. Of course, one of you is going to be like a wounded animal. Like you're not going to trust, you're not going to trust the person who's been abusing you. Right. And so that's going to take a two sided willingness to, to heal. And we use the word abuse. Uh, I can't say that word without this caveat that you should not be in any sort of relationship (laughs) where you are being abused. If you are get away. Okay, sometimes the best thing you can do is get away, find safety, and then call the authorities if it's a physical abuse or any sort of authority-needed abuse. That's a terrible way to say that. But if the authorities are needed, call them. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a way you can love your spouse. Yeah. Um, but if there's emotional abuse, things like that, don't let it continue. Get help. Yeah. I mean, get help. Tell someone. Tell a trusted friend. Tell a pastor. Tell a counselor. Yeah. Tell a social worker. Tell somebody who can help you step your foot on the path, not just, to, not just toward... Um, not just in any direction, but toward reconciliation, toward dealing with that in a healthy yeah. way. Yeah. Um, and so if that if that's why your trust is broken and that's why your hearing is so selective, then maybe that's the next step. Mm. Um, um, and the, the final one is that you could just be a generally mistrustful, suspicious, anxious person. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who, who says it or, or what your spouse how says or how often yeah. is it. Yeah, you just you generally just, you're just a suspect, right? You just <laughs> think, yeah, no, I don't believe you. Yeah. Um, and of course, that's we have to pray and ask God to humble us, yeah. and and to right. not see our own opinion as the the only one and the only right. valid one. There's some pride, I think, in right. there. I say that as as one that is probably in that boat yeah. slightly. <laughs> so those are some uh, maybe some reasons why you might not trust your spouse's words. Mm-hmm. Uh, the point we're trying to make is it does have to be built or rebuilt, and it takes two who are engaged in that process. Mm-hmm. And that process looks like a lot of talking and getting help. As soon as it's needed, right. don't try to do it alone and you have to be persistent. So one of the ways you can be persistent in that is to actually set goals and time timelines to help you keep, keep you on track. So things like regular trust building conversations, right? Right. We have some friends who, uh, they have a rhythm of because they've lacked trust in this area that they have to have certain types of conversations every other day or so yeah. so that they can begin to create a new culture a new vocabulary in their relationship because they it was poisoned for so long yeah yeah and you know what happens it actually works it does (laughs) it actually starts rebuilding trust because you're investing together and you're trying and you're learning and you're growing so good 
Okay, so for this couple's conversation challenge, so you're listening to this, you're thinking, man, we we selectively hear each other. I feel like I, I, I listen to my spouse and I only hear parts of what they're saying that are light, some are heavy, some are medium, whatever. Um, how can you move forward? So um, whether you're listening, listening to this together or alone, I would just say ask yourselves these questions. And you can, um, so when I say ask yourselves, I mean actually ask yourself. Don't ask your spouse this question, <laughs> but go sit with your spouse and then ask yourselves these questions of, of yourself. So do I selectively listen? Write down your answer. Uh, to what level, light, medium, or heavy, and why? Okay, now talk about your answers to that question. Mm. And then this is the important one. How can we begin improving in the areas that we tend to selectively listen? Mm. All right? Couples Conversation Challenge. Oh, it's a man. challenge, people. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. So challenge. that's our episode for today. Um, I'm going to say a prayer, but I want to do a quick reminder. First, uh, we have our new online learning ecosystem. It's called Gospel-Centered Marriage. Uh, just go to gospelcenteredmarriage.com. Uh, it includes a six-week marriage um, core that is basically all the foundational things. If we could sit down with you uh, over dinner yeah. for like six weeks in a row, these are the things that these are the conversations we would have yeah. with you. Yeah. Uh, and then we have what's called the Enrichment Library, which actually we just shot two more enrichment videos this week. Nice. Uh, one of them is what were they about? One of marriage them marriage and community. Marriage and community. Yeah. And the other one was how to uh, affair proof your marriage. Yeah. And man. They, they were a challenge. I'd say that the affair proof one was, was actually challenging to write because it's such a hard topic, but I actually feel like it was, um, it could be really helpful to a lot of couples. Yeah. Um, but that would be yours. If you are part of the gospel centered marriage online earn, learning ecosystem, uh, it's not, it, it costs you a little less than a cup of coffee an hour. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Um, it's actually, it's very affordable. Uh, you can go on there and find the, the, all the information. Uh, but we'd love to have you in there and we're constantly adding to that. We yeah. have, um, now that those courses we just mentioned won't be live for a few weeks, but they will be live in the near future. And we, we're going to have over probably 20 or 30 by the end of the year, of those mini courses. And our hope is that you just sit down once a, a month mm. and do one of these mini courses together and you can do them in one sitting. Yeah. That's the whole goal. So anyway, gospelcentermarriage.com. That's the pitch. Selena, awesome. do, do you want to pray for us? Sure. God, thank you that you hear us when we pray and you don't just hear parts of us, but you created and know us and uh, purposed us for this time. And we trust you. We trust your answers. We trust the Holy Spirit at work in our hearts. Father, for those of us that are struggling with communication and struggling with hearing, I pray that you would soften our hearts, that you would open our ears, uh, that you would quiet our minds and our emotions. Um, Our Holy Spirit, empower us with self-control to put those on the back burner and to actually pursue listening and hearing uh, from our spouse. I pray that there would be an increased uh, graciousness in each of us to hear, to respond, to seek agreement in response. Um, thank you for this podcast and all that you are doing through it. May we continue to honor and glorify you in the work that happens here in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. This episode is in the can. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you again in about seven days. Until then, stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.